welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby on this Monday evening. And it's a filler house, the normal, it's a five-man pod, the tight five uh, in the Elite Rugby Banter universe. I'm going to first welcome on Ant, who drank the most victorious milkshake of all time earlier today. How are you, Ant? <laughs> I'm still riding the, the sugar high um, from, from that milkshake and from my victory. Uh, you know, despite a, a late France staying um, <laughs> score to get the bonus points, you know, I'm, Glad to have got a winner of the belt. Yeah, I'll take the bonus point, but I really feel as the slap chips, the steel slap chips that are added in is the add value add that really completed it. Oh, yeah, 100%. That really <laughs> just brought a balance to the meal. Um, it, it made made victory that much saltier. Yeah, yeah. well, you did win 17-14, and we will do the same bet for the return leg. Hopefully the Bills can, can pull it out the bag. Alex, you've just there's finished... No re- there's no return leg. Sorry, guys. Oh, isn't there? Is it too much of a hack? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, no, it's just uh, like, what, what once the result happened, it's happened. Like yeah, I think you, I think you're giving Rugby Challenge three too much credit if you think they've built in home time advantage. I'm sorry, Rugby Challenge three is a terrible game. It's not great. It's not great. It's not. The only thing it's good for is stuff like this. Yeah, the amount of times the player runs straight back into the ruck. Just Jesus, that's my favorite move. Just a switch, <laughs> yeah. like the second the second player just switches back into the ruck. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, I like they, I they, like they go oh, blind yeah. side for no reason and then immediately switch back and then run straight into the rack. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. why did we go blind side? <laughs> that, um, that inside pass they throw, surely it must like dislocate their back or something. Yeah. They throw, like they're running one way, then they just throw a pass like the opposite direction, like 40 meters. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like props are running like blind side angles and they're doing like a full 180 with their torso. To chuck like uh, like to rip a forty meter pass to, to the open side. I, I, I feel like that doesn't be like Chiva Diamani like bouncing a guy, stepping him on the wing, and then going through. Well, Chiva's the only one guy in this game who have actually seen who have actually seen bump off a tackle. Yeah. Normally, as soon as the guy touches you, you're down. Like. No, 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 one of the king players also did slip a tackle or two. There's a good bounce coming up, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be releasing round two on on Wednesday. Yo, let's oh, let's plug our YouTube channel. Yes, uh, uh, what's it called? on YouTube. Yeah, you can yeah. check out our games <laughs> with with our. It was, uncont- <laughs> it was uncontested IP. So, <laughs> Alex, I was just gonna ask, how are you? You just you just bathed the little one. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, we haven't been getting much sleep lately. Um, and yeah, I could use another weekend. Um, I, I was um, I was seconded to a work stream at the office a while ago, like about a month ago, at the beginning of COVID. And um, the person who was leading the work stream just announced that she's taking this whole week off. So I've had to suddenly pick up a lot of slack that I wasn't expecting to pick up. If uh, I'd known it was going to happen, I would have paid a lot more attention in the meetings we've been having. Hmm. Um, but I didn't do it. It's a bit late. Classic task. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, we, we're just getting a bit of feedback from, from someone. I'm not quite sure. Who it is, but uh, if oh, I'm not going to give feedback to anyone. Oh. Yeah, I've seen your emails, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how are if you? It can't be said, if it can't be said with a meme, does it really need to be said at all? No. Yeah. How's it going, Matt? What's, what's cracking? Oh, I'm chilled. Uh, nice and relaxed, nice and chilled, yeah. Huh. Okay, and uh, like, after the King's like nail-biting victory over the Cheetahs, how are you feeling? 
I'm feeling pumped. I mean, it didn't take me 15 weeks to see their first win. <laughs> it's been such a shit show. Um, and you didn't have, didn't have to put up with Luke Watson for it either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, 2013 Luke Watson. Ben, how are you? How's Mauritius? Good. Uh, yeah, I've just I've just bathed James. It was fairly standard. He, he took a little watering can and poured it on my wife, which was quite amusing. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. Um, that, I'm obviously I'm pretty I'm pretty beat up about the Lions' loss to the to the. Are you province. the Stormers or are you just uh, uh, Western Province at the moment? Yeah. I'm pretty beat up about my loss to Western Province. Also, I'm pretty beat up about that I picked a. I would say the strongest pack in the competition, well, the strongest tight five, and there was one scrum the entire game, which was me all of it. At least I had two scrums. Yeah, what, what can you do? Yeah. Let's see, this is, this is why I'm going to play as a target in the, when we do the, the Mitre 10 Cup. So I, I don't want to be playing in rainy, wet, rainy conditions. <laughs> doesn't, suit, doesn't suit my style of draft. Yeah, the whole time. I think. <laughs> well, well now, now I know. Now I know how this game's played. I don't even know if I'm going to choose props, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick props. But I'm going to pick props. I'm going to pick props. Look, put them on. Put, like we joked, I'm doing a prop 15 at this rate. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. apparently, Carly Sardi is fucking beast of a backline. Carly Sardi's amazing at rugby challenge. <laughs> I mean, my, my two best backline players were both forwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but my my um, best backline players, I don't really have any. Well, they're my centers, but back three are non-existent. It's been bounced left, right, and center. Yeah, your back three are all shit. God damn it, it was, it was so horrible. Bring on New Zealand draft. Actually, that's the last tier for probably the best news we've had uh, on the rugby field in a while. There's going to be some super rugby. I don't know if it's really super rugby. There's air quotes over there, but the franchise in New Zealand, all five of them, it's going to be Super Rugby, or, oh, God damn it, I just literally teed this up before we came out. Oh, just, 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 just rip it out. Say it again. Otiora. There you go. I think I got it right. It was just Super Rugby New Zealand. I feel like like you were missing a consonant in there. No no consonant. Otiora. No consonant. There's a T and an R. Yeah, there's two it. constants. No, but I, I even Googled this to get it right. Either way, Super Rugby's coming back. So the first game, uh, looking at the fixtures, is Saturday, June 13, which will see the Highlanders host the Chiefs in Dunedin under the roof. And that is 5 o'clock local time. Yes, this is going to be... How early is that yeah, going to be? We're going to struggle to watch this it's thing. 7 a.m. on Saturdays, 5 a.m. Sundays. Oof. So, so they're doing 5 3 o'clock. So, Blues versus Hurricanes is at 3 on the same day in Auckland. Oh, that's on Sunday. So, you're saying it's Sunday, 5 yeah. 7 a.m., and Yeah, 7 a.m. on a Saturday for us, 5 a.m. on a Sunday for us. Okay, 7 a.m. is a very early wake. That ain't, that ain't no problem, wake. guys. That ain't no problem for me. <laughs> yeah, you've been up for like four hours. Well, I'll, in theory, job. I'll be up. I'll just tell my wife at that point. Touch wood. Yo, Adam, Adam, you're gonna you're gonna be a dad by then, huh? This is your yeah. this is your second last podcast, actually. Oh, no, because you guys are expecting on the 18th, aren't you? Yeah, that's next week. So. Are you gonna be you're gonna be? Uh, I mean, you're a professional, so you'll be dialing in from the hospital in a week's time, I assume. No, I'm fuck, bro. They're not even gonna allow me to have the phone in the hospital at this rate. So, um, with the Corey V. 
going around. <laughs> what is your phone? How the fuck does yeah? How the fuck is your phone spreading? <laughs> it's a, it's a I don't object, know. Right? It's a it's a is it, is it because you is it because you have five G access? To it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Killing it, yeah, giving Oaks all the COVID from 5G. Uh, yeah. I, well, I'm just trying to think, see, it's the Monday. You know, I, I might be able to dial in on the Monday, actually, because I would be able to stay over, so I could do the pod. <laughs> Fuck, my wife will shoot me. I, I guarantee you will not be in a state to be doing a pod. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'll be far too emotional. So, yeah, uh, yeah this will be my last pod for maybe a couple of weeks. But uh, but then there's round two, so to get back to the rugby. It will run from Saturday 13 June, New Zealand time, all the way to... Trying to find it now. Ah, round 10, August. So August, there'll actually be some high-quality rugby. I'm assuming Super Sport will be showing us. Uh, there's no final series to use the, the shitty Australian nomenclature. And the teams will each play each other in a round robin. I think it's actually going to be pretty awesome. Very, like, it's, it's going to be boring. a Mitra 10 Cup on acid. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, interested, I'm interested to see what kind of shape everyone's in. <laughs> Not good shape. I, I care, I care <laughs> is probably weighing it at like 145 kg. Yeah, he's just gone full bent up in the front row closer to the front row. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he didn't care beforehand when he thought there was going to be a proper season of professional rugby, there's no way he cares now. Yeah, uh, well, Banner Barrett, he'll make his debut for the Blues, and you never got to use him in draft. He just raised the flex. Very disappointed. I like that. Oh, oh, high, high, high inside, it was good. Let me give you credit for holding on to it. Yeah, that's true. Well, Ant didn't even make oh. trades in the first week. He, he ben, really... we're still doing fines, aren't we? When are we going to do fines? Oh, I don't well, know. Are we, um, we going to do fines? After, are we going to do our, our salary league and then do fines, a composite fines, or do you want to draft fines, cut it off salary league fines? Oh, let's see how it goes, because no, no one's got booze to do fines at the moment. Yeah. So oh, I've, I've, I've got a fuckload of booze, guys. I could do fines for all of us. No, bro, but this, by that point, I'll <laughs> yeah, have... Just, every, ben just keeps drinking for all of us. Lemon and mint tequila. Uh, okay, Jesus. so since you, have, uh, since you don't have booze, you can nominate someone. Uh, ben? <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want ben now I just want Ben to do like a live stream of just himself sitting there reading out fines and getting slowly and slowly shit. We can put fines on our, on our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. I, I've just put a web. I bought a webcam, so I'm available for that. You know? Yo, upgrade. Jeez, I need upgrade. to get a webcam. <laughs> Actually, what do I need a webcam for? Fuck, I use it once a year, and that's just for us to do our draft. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. So. What you need? Yeah. I thought you cared about draft, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I used to until fucking David Avili went and broke his leg or whatever he did. <laughs> no, he got sick. Did he? Did no, he, no, he, he had like, like a. Swallow, he like swallowed something. He had like a foreign object. He had a stomach I problem. Ben, I, ben, I don't think they ever said oh, yeah. he swallowed it. All they said was that there was a foreign object inside him. They never said how it got. <laughs> oh, there was like, oh God! No, there was like an obstruction in his gut. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, to, to keep this trade moving. To confirm whether he got stabbed and like the tip broke off. <laughs> Well, that, 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 that's the, that's the second most kind of acceptable thing we can go for. Yeah. Yeah, David Havili got stabbed, uh, despite Alex's draft. <laughs> Alex is still, is still feeling PTSD from his, from his great draft that slowly turned to garbage. Um, speaking of garbage, Australian rugby. Oi, apparently they're also looking to play each other. The talk, 
This is totally <laughs> a very harsh segue. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, bitch. And then we, we honestly, Nelson just told us off about how actually yeah. Australian rugby is pretty much on par with South African rugby, so we can't yeah. call them trash. Who said that? Oh yeah, I should I remember that? <laughs> we had like a whole like, told off on Twitter about it. Don't yeah. you remember? No, he was I right. Don't. Yeah, and he was right. Like he like attacks us with facts and shit, and we were just like, no, <laughs> we're unprepared. And yeah, we just we're like, not prepared roll for an academic yeah. assault. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, t- I take that back. Uh, wait, rugby Australia, no, rugby Australia. Yeah, speaking of Australia the pile of shit, rugby Australia. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'm insulting. I'm insulting friend of the pod and probably the best quizzer I've ever known, Mitch Evans. Hi, Mitch. I do apologize. I take that back. They're going to be doing a competition amongst the four Super Rugby franchises being Queensland, New South Wales, ACT uh, the Rebels and also Western Australia, they're going to get into the act so we all know about that, they'll play games we're not quite sure when it's starting it's, it's more... never been more clear that you've never watched Australian Super Rugby animals <laughs> <laughs> it's like you literally the story says Victoria even ACT isn't quite right there's the Bradby's Tars Reds and uh, yeah, but I don't know if they'll be playing under those names because it's uh, wo- now this definitely won't be Super Rugby because the forces involved. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, no, that's true. But I think what's more interesting is uh, future talk of what rugby might look like in Australia because I know there's been a whole bunch of shenanigans happening in the boardroom. Aren't you that- burying the re- lead with the Australian one though? Because there's also talk of a draft, uh, draft and uh, a combo. No, I'm combo, getting there. Combo, I'm getting yeah. there. Don't blow your load yet. I just wanted just to like say... You're so slow, Adam. Come on. No, but... Uh, fuck's sakes. Okay. Just, They're just, just looking to, to remodel their rugby <laughs> to start with clubs, mainly focus on regional and cities to get tribalism going. Just the clubs, because we know that club rugby in Australia is at least doing good, based on what little I, I mean, know about. Great Cooper can have a run out for them there. Yeah, and then the major provinces or whatever you want to call the states in Australia will just be merely representative sides, and then it goes to the Wallabies, so the emphasis will be on the club game, same as in England and France. Uh, most interestingly, to kick off this new round of Australian games this year, is a combine. They're looking to have a combine. And how excited are you that the Australians might have a combine? You might see Tanya Latupo do shit. And really get some proper data on, on how awesome okay. I just want I want all the data on everything. And hopefully this is an inspiration for us. If we can start restart our super rugby season or whatever we end up doing with the combine, that would be the greatest day ever. That'd be cool. So oh, I, yeah. I, I love a measurable day. Oh. Yeah, same. QM. I mean that's so another podcast I'm listening to. Yeah. They have a if once they get two thousand Patreon subscribers, they're gonna run essentially the same course as the NFL combine. I feel like that's something we can aim for one day. <laughs> uh, will, th- will this be the, the reality um, TV show we haven't gotten off the ground about me playing? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, 200, what did they say? 200,000 subscribers? No, yeah. 2,000 Patreon subscribers. 2,000 Patreon. We can commit to whatever you want for that number. It's not going to happen. So, like, well, exactly. <laughs> they also don't even have <laughs> Patreon. They so, like, how are we going to achieve anything? Yeah, on exactly. Right? We'd be like, if you get, give, us 10, like, give us 10 Patreons yeah, and I'll run yeah, the fucking Two Oceans yeah, Marathon. Yeah, if, 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 we get, if we get 10 Patreon subscribers, I'll run a half marathon in my garden. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not committing to any of that shit. If we don't have Patreon, we fine. Like, we can like we can write whatever checks that our ask on catch because <laughs> it's never going to come up. Yeah, well, or we can get Ant to to go up or downstairs. You didn't you lose your games? Worst case, worst case scenario, someone someone calls our bluff and starts a patron on, on our behalf. 
and we yeah, get two subscribers. And, and, we make like, and we make like seven dollars out of this. Yeah, That's exactly. Great. Like, yeah. There's, there's no downside to this. I've been dead running a half marathon and it's gone. <laughs> I would, I would totally almost kill myself for um for seven US dollars. And and would you be willing to go up and down your stairs? What floor do you live on? Twenty fourth. Fuck. Okay. Yes, this will be good. Yeah, but you got to get back your gains. People, I don't know. I saw Richard was saying that you lost your gains. In the group, how does it make you feel? I mean, I don't know if stairs are the solution to that problem, but all this running has not been helpful. Um, to be fair, like, neither, neither, neither is the triple thick milkshake you, you devoured this afternoon. <laughs> that's for the car. <laughs> I disagree with that. That helps gains massively. You know, you've got to have some fat to bulk yeah. up. Um, there was an ex player that was injured or something that did the, the flight of stairs in his house. The equivalent yeah. height of Everest. Everest, yeah, I saw yeah, that. That's pretty cool. No, I mean, that's it's, uh, on like a three meter staircase. And you know how I just volunteered to heroically take your fines earlier? Yes. You're gonna run the marathon? Can you volunteer to heroically run my half marathon? Because I've I realized <laughs> this might actually happen. <laughs> Like set up the Patreon for us now while just in the background quietly. Phil, mm. like fucking better after we set him to Japan. Yeah. That's a trade that'll make both of us be more likely to survive. Because I think the level of fines that would have been thrown my way would maybe kill me, but you might just survive. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're, Ben's, you're, built, Ben's built up a tolerance to being fined. Fuck, I get fined a lot. Do you? <laughs> uh, just quickly, just to go back to Australian rugby, I know that Rugby Australia have been working with... Yeah, this is kind of interesting. Jemba, a consultancy, they produced um, one of the slides from their research. There are apparently 330,000 rugby union and super rugby fanatics support the Waratahs. That seems high. But either way, the best-supported rugby union team in Australia is the Waratahs. 17%, this is from a super rugby breakdown. Followed by the Blues, <laughs> they eleven percent in Australia. <laughs> followed by oh, the Reds, Brumbies, that's ten percent, nine percent, seven percent is the Hurricanes, the Crusaders is seven percent, and then the best supported South African team in Australia, the Sharks, is six percent. Then the Rebels are four. That's, that's all of them all of them in first. That's not a surprise to anyone, surely. No. And then the Lions, Bulls have four percent, the Chiefs three, Stormers three, Highlanders three, Jags zero. Then, Did I miss the Rebels? Sorry, where were the Rebels? 4%. They have 1, 2, 3, 4. That's below the Sharks? Yeah. Oh, my God. They, and they're like bonkers for Aussie rules in Melbourne. So, in a sense, it's not surprising. Even though I feel like yeah. their stadium is actually the most appropriate for do, rugby. Do, do you think, though, like, do you think people were just fucking with the survey? It's possible, hey? It's like asking if you support Donald Trump. Some people say no, but they still vote for him. So, it's kind of like... You know, do you support because, the Rebels? Because I, I, I honestly think if I got a survey like that, I would fuck with it. Would you? Like, yeah, just to, whatever. Should think, like, why should I give these people information? This is, this is why you get fined, Ben. <laughs> fuck you, Ben. <laughs> fuck, you, fuck you with surveys. Two yeah, shots. Don't take surveys, <laughs> surveys seriously. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me. But, like, I mean, I'm not surprised that that the Waratahs are the most supported because obviously coming from Sydney and like rugby is pretty big in Sydney and like they got a, they've also got like quite a nice pathway with like Sydney Uni and like a lot of the local clubs feeding directly into the Waratahs so like that, that makes sense and like they've also been the most successful mm. over the last like five or so years um, 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder where the Force would be on that list, because Force is well pretty high, yeah. They are, they are quite well supported, yeah. Mm. Well, would you would you maybe say in, would you say in South Africa the, the top four would all be South African teams? I think so. I, don't, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I don't think the Crusaders would. Yeah, like I don't think the, the Cape Crusaders or whatever. I don't think it's a. It's no, not they're as, not like they're, they're, they're not they're, as big as they're made But they're very vocal, so you kind of notice. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like four hundred of them will be at every game, but I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like, well, there's four hundred Sharks fans at Sharks games, so I guess it's kind of the same. Is it? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, they all they all in they all in Australia apparently. <laughs> no, no, dude, shark, no, they're all in Joburg. <laughs> I swear to God, I've run into more Sharks fans in Joburg, and they love telling me that there are Sharks fans as well. And it's so bloody frustrating. Of course they do. Yeah, they, they think it's Saturday. <laughs> yeah, they're just rubbing it. Um, what do you what do you what do you think a vegan Sharks fan does when you meet them in Joburg? What do they tell you first? <laughs> that they do CrossFit. The Bulls, they've moved quickly to fill the CEO void. This is just a quickie. They signed the Lions managing director, uh, Alphonse Mayer, who, oh, excuse me, uh, that was the Bulls guy that resigned. No, that was Ed, the, the, Ed, Edgar the Rathbone is their new yeah. CEO, who has. Uh, joined from the Lions, and Rathbone, he had been in the Lions for seven years, starting his rabbit journey as head of finance and administration in 2013. Rathbone doesn't sound like a very Australian... Oh, my God. Ricard's surname. So... I would, it's 424, I... and that story and their interview with Clyde Rathbone back-to-back, and I thought suddenly that Clyde Rathbone hmm. had been elected as the CEO of the Bulls, <laughs> which would have been a massive turnaround. Yeah, so he... Oh, I, mean, he's, I mean, Clyde Rathbone's a pretty smart guy. Like, I reckon he's... He was yeah? CEO quite soon after retiring, John Smith. Yeah, I don't think he did a very good job there. Yeah. yeah. He got because... their, their balance sheet back under control. I think they were quite deep in debt before he, and he got them back into the black. Um, I thought but he did do some weird things with like Moritz Boerter and stuff. <laughs> I thought Gary Tashman was involved in that. He was like the construction business guy. Or, or didn't realize Schmidt fixed the balance sheet. But that was my understanding. I thought Tarkman only took over a bit later, like uh, only in the last couple. Uh, okay, touche. No, no, fair enough. Okay, um, uh, it's always tough with these things, like when you've got a CEO, like how much, like, how much yeah, do how they much get credit it? for things that happen under their watch and whatever? Yeah, well, uh, look at look at Rayleigh Castle, Justice CEO, tough gig, bro. Yeah. <laughs> sure uh, someone else, tough yeah, gig. Sure. Uh, Matt, this might break your heart or, or not. Uh, Augustin Pichet, he is reportedly set to quit World Rugby following his loss to Bill Beaumont. Does that surprise you, Matthew? No, not particularly. I mean, the Oak yeah. fought and pushed quite hard. And, yeah, like, although, to be fair, he got quite close. I kind of, I think the fact that he managed to get that close should, should keep him around. But where does he go? Because, I mean, if he stays in World Rugby, where does he go? Because he's not necessarily on the Argentinian Executive Council right now, is he? Yeah. So he is just a loud pundit for now anyway, so yeah. he's not really quitting and, anything. And then yeah, the thing like, is, like, he's, he's been vice to Beaumont for the last five many years because they ran together previously. And now, obviously, um, uh, Beaumont was running with Laporte, so he would have to, if, if nothing else, he'd be taking a step down to, like, a more junior position. Yeah. And then he'd be, like, in a pretty hostile boardroom. 
even if yeah, they I mean, would Beaumont so, even have taken? Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't even know if he had a choice on this. Um, I'm not surprised, but I do wonder what what happens next for him because it's not like an easy kind of career to just move around in. Because presumably, like this isn't the end of his his like ambition to be head of world rugby, right? So like, what do you do for the next four or five years well, to keep yourself lo- ready to spring? Log- logically, you should become head of Argentinian rugby. Yeah, you would. Think yeah, so. but I mean, or, they, or take I mean, up take up a position I've, in Sansa. That would be quite useful. Yeah, yeah. Sansa position could be good. No, if I, I think if he, I mean, I don't know what his options are, but if I was him, I'd, the first thing I'd do is, is walk back on Argentina pulling out of the Rugby World Cup bid and uh, reignite that or work with the USA to put together a bid for them to try and just get the, world, the Rugby World Cup in 2027 to the Americas um, and then try and look for representational positions on like North American Rugby Board or South America. Because if there's no space for an Argentina... He could always go to the US, and they've, you know, they've got bankrupt, bankruptcy at the moment. Uh, so did, they'll did take you, pretty much anyone. Did you see that story, which I didn't, didn't share on the group? Probably not. No, no, like, like I, I just saw the title. It was like, um, uh, something, something. Uh, no, Hollywood, like, like, the like they want you know, Hollywood of rugby, so they want to start yeah. like an, an MLR rival. Basically, and, and, and apparently it's going to be like big money, big names, you know, like obviously maybe it's one of these things where Dwayne the Rock Johnson has been unwillingly conscripted again. But, <laughs> so that's what they've uh, just done with the NFL. Like they've just set up the XFL. You know, football. Uh, Vince yeah, McMahon. Is, Vince yeah. McMahon's like company or whatever, but like it, it's already, I think it's already like, crumbled. It's because dead. Of it's because of COVID. Yeah. They, he's yeah. pulled the plug already on it. Like, yeah. These things are super fragile, Um, but I mean, it seems a bit like way premature actually to be setting up a rival to the MLR when the MLR is still fluctuating. Like they, they've just added like two new teams. They had like new teams coming in. Yeah, Yeah. like it just seems stupid. Like they haven't even the dust hasn't even settled on it. Like why not just invest in teams? Yeah, if you want to put money into this, why don't you buy you and your mates buy like three teams and do it that way instead of exactly. Oh, speaking speaking of the new teams in MLR, so they do like a mini draft essentially every time they expand. Okay. So every team identifies. I think now because if two teams, I think the last round they could they had to pin 15 players, and okay. those couldn't be drafted. I think now with the two teams, everyone gets to pin 30 players or something. Okay. Oh, okay. And then, and then you can draw, and then the, everyone redrafts out of the, the pool that's unpinned. That's fifteen players must that. have gotten so awkward. Like if you were in the starting fifteen and you didn't get pinned, yeah. and they put, they put like the reserve tight head instead of you. Goddamn! Why did you pin the reserve tight head? Tight head and reserve tight head. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Who, who, yeah, who was the? You leave out from your starting fifteen. Who made that comment? That the nine. That the reserve you, you leave out the <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I think it was I think it was Mallet or no. Pitch Christie or like Something like, like, like a Springbok coach from back uh, in the day. Well, well, bringing up the Springboks just very quickly, um, they head of athletic performance, Alid Walters, who is Walsh. He, I know, Rabbi announced on Tuesday that Walters, who had been at the box since 2018, 
so pretty much strength and conditioning he had departed uh, in part just to be with his family and he's gone back to work in the UK so uh, au revoir Aled I think he did overall a good job based on how like jacked the South Africans were at the 2019 World Cup and people made fun Adam, of Adam I'm sorry do you, do you not read anything in the Irish media that was all steroids they just sat on their couch oh, shit, fucking sorry. downing steroids okay uh, sorry <laughs> And then I somehow, somehow they beat all the tests, okay? That's, yeah. That's, that's what happened, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was, it's easy to beat all the tests, we just threw Deontay as a sacrificial event. Yeah, yeah I, try, I tried to resurrect him in my team, but uh, it, it didn't work, so... <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, Alex, is Deontay in Rugby Challenge 3? Uh, I haven't even checked, to be honest. Phil did all the teams, uh, but he no. probably, he probably yeah. is, yeah. Because the game came out a while ago, so like he would have been in the squad. Mm. Um, very interestingly, the cheaters beyond getting a new uh, the cheaters. Australian will be leaving the side. Okay, I know the strength and conditioning coach Quentin Kruger. He's left. They're getting someone from Marty's. But more interestingly, they have secured the services of two former great college stars. I don't know if they're stars. I'm not too knowledgeable about high school rugby. But George Crunier and Marcel okay. Muller. They are joined in the return to Bloemfontein Cuba in Grunewald, who started for the Bulls in the last two Super Rapid matches. Grunewald's a lock. He's joining the Cheetahs on November 1st from Griquas. Um I'm just trying to see here. I thought they came through from... Star... Yeah. Star. Oh, Crunia. He'll be a loose forward. After school, he yeah. went to France, where he was contracted to Clement and Muller. He was... Jeez. Uh, he's, a, he's a wing... He's part of the Great College First 11, First 15, if you don't he's know. He's Yeah, if you don't know any about Great College, anybody outside South Africa, they are essentially, they, well, I don't know, I don't want you to describe it's them. The spring, it's school. a springbok factory, They are the rugby school in South Africa. But he stands at 1.87 meters, 102 Ks. He was contracted by Montpellier, and he came back. So I think the ripple effects of what COVID is doing, for good or for bad, I mean, that's a bit of a quaint, twee thing to say, but... Very interesting, and good, good on the cheaters for picking them up as well, mm. all, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, better late than never, I guess. So, I mean, I didn't actually know Crinia very well, but, like, I, I have actually seen Marcel Muller play when he was at grade. Like, he was pretty scary. I mean, I, like, I don't know if he's good or if he's just one of those guys who developed really early because he was over 100 kgs as a wing at school, at high school. Ugh, I wouldn't want to tackle And that. quick. Pretty quick as well. I don't know. I don't think it was like super quick, but I mean, you don't really need to be when you're 100 kgs. So, yeah, it's good to have guys like him back. I'd still rather get back like Duan van der Merwe, for example. Hmm. Uh, but you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah, but, I, but in a way, like with Duan van der Merwe, you want Oaks who actually want a jaw, who like yeah, want to South Africa. Duan, yeah. yeah, had a bit of an attitude problem from the guys. I, me. The guys who I spoke to who knew him at school. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. But what, what yeah, I mean, we'll see. Otenequa. Yeah, is it Otenequa? Yeah, I wonder if it's a bit of a big fish in a small pond kind of vibe. Yeah, so apparently he was a bit of a cunt at Bulls. Yeah. And that's... Uh, elsewhere, also in the transfer market, there are rumours, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, Magazella, Mapimpi and Lukami, um, they're being targeted for moves abroad. I'm just trying to see... Um, Pimpy, he's received an offer for apparently from a Japanese club, while Am, he is being looked at by English and French teams. And um, if out of the two, if one of them had to go, who would you be most disappointed to lose as a Sharks fan? Definitely Am. Like, 
I mean, you know, Mbappé's great, but there's more wings available than even within the current Shark squad. But Adam is, I don't know, you know up there with some of the teams in the world. I draft and, proved that wings yeah. are in short supply, but I tend to, I, I did. But, uh, and I did also, but thirteen's even even worse supply. Yeah, yeah. thirteen's literally. There's one in the whole country. Like that's why that's why I'm was I'm was the first overall pick. Yeah. So no, I mean, I think the Springboks and Sharks would be very, very disappointed if Um went overseas. Whereas in the Pimpy, you know, I mean, yeah. if there's enough up and coming wins coming through that they're able to replace yeah. him. He's um, also like, I mean, he's like age, age wise, like I think he's probably peaked. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which isn't isn't to say that he's like disposable, that he's bad. Like we could definitely get another two to three years of like top quality rugby out of him, but. He's, I think he's going to start declining, like fairly soon. Um, whereas I'm, I don't think even think we've seen I'm at his best yet. Because if you think about how far he's come since, like since the England tour in 2018, where he was making like a few defensive errors and like maybe misreads. I mean, it's debatable. I still think that his wings kind of sold him down the river a little. But like there was a bit of immaturity. In the words of Squidge, that's the the rusty wing thing. Yeah, like, exactly. It takes a while to get used to. Like. Yeah, no, exactly. So, like, I, I still defend him for that, but, like, you know, it wasn't a perfect display. And then 2019, like, I mean, he was, he just put on a masterclass. And I think he's just yeah. getting better and better. Like, he, 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 in Super Rugby this year, he was amazing. Like, he was single handedly sh- shutting down the Crusaders. Um, so, I think we're still going to see better rugby out of, um, if I was the Sharks, I would, if, if, if this, if the rumor is true, like, if this is what's happening, I would kind of go to Mapimpi and be like, listen, take the money take and it, like it. kind of get out of here and like free up the cash on our side that we can like throw money at your kind of, um, to keep him. Um, I had well, this conversation with someone like on Twitter. Want to be heading overseas. I mean, I feel like both of them would be very keen to, um, push for, for at least spots in the lines to a next year, but they both also, I think they both, Something that in Ghanaery and in Corsi reflect on is that having like also black guys to look up to in the squad mm. uh, meant a huge amount to both of them growing up. And I feel yeah. like these mm. two would really, put, you know, that would be something very important to them was to, you know, to be those role models and give back in that way. And going overseas would kind of defeat that point. And that yeah. both of them have spoken about how they really want to show that, you know, young guys from underprivileged backgrounds can make it, you know. Yeah, especially like someone like Mapumpi, who is essentially a, like a talisman player more than anything else as well. Like his value now as well is sort of as like outside of the field. I think his value is still quite quite big in the broadest broadest scheme of rugby. Like what Ant was saying, like someone to look up to in that. As the, the guy that you know they could argue about, like he's the one who did scored the first try, look where he came from, and all that. Like it's such a good story to tell. And that to get kids like hooked and inspired on. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I was referencing. I mean, of course, he said he had pictures of Indangani on his wall growing up. You know, like that's not someone that any of us would play against the shot. It's not legend for best rugby in that sense, but he was this, you know, and of course, he's hero. Um, yeah. yeah. and Adam will be that to the next generation of guys. So it's, and Khaleesi, it's very important to keep those guys around and involved and in the public eye in South Africa. Yeah. 
If yeah, they only just put uh, Hakjiva on the wing, you know, he could be, be at that status. I swear, just a, just a missed, missed opportunity. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not closer, but yes. No, no, but I mean, uh, isn't isn't he isn't he Jewish somehow? He's Indian and Jewish. Uh, he's half Jewish. I think his, his father's Jewish. Oh, I don't know. Who's yeah, Jewish? So he's technically not Jewish, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, very quick, speaking of technicalities, very quick one before we round out the episode with our novelty XV that's been waiting ages to be done, Eighth Man. World Rugby. Oh, they... sorry. I just checked. Sorry, I'm really sorry, but I just need to correct this. Uh, apparently, uh, Daimani's mother is closer. So, uh, oh. My, oh, okay. my bad. Is that I... reason I thought she. I had no idea. She so was... That was just a. Uh, just a fortunate I, I, I didn't think he grew up I didn't think he was South African his dad's Nigerian so oh, okay. that. Well, his dad's uh, Nigerian uh, Jewish but I thought his mother really? was like that's quite a quite what a picture his mother was like no there is a big show now or something. I don't know, no, I don't know what I, I thought okay I learn things yeah. every day that's what you come to do at Elite Rugby Badger yeah, yeah like mm. that, that, that's definitely that's definitely going to come up in every pub quiz for the next few weeks yeah, now, now that we've got it may not, there. He may not be Jewish, but he is a wing. Uh, yeah, another pub question. How many people does World Rugby say you need to host a rugby match? 167. Yeah, oh, Matt crushed it. Jeez, that's uh, sure. your quick out the gate. World Rugby released its framework for rugby's return to play, written by Chief Medical Officer Iana Falvey, uh, former CFO Martin Rafferty, Welsh, blah, blah, prav, uh, Mathef. Oh, Adam. Mathema, sorry. This is I, don't think, I don't think we need their names, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. But it's part of return to play protocols, daily screenings, temperature checks, and the assignment of one coach to the same group of players for each session among the recommendations table for the report. I'm sure it goes to quite other degrees, but um, oh, here are the match day requirements. So this is where they get the numbers from. Home team, visiting team. I want to know team, why they include the TMO in that. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you now. Subs, <laughs> subs for both teams, bench support, uh, traveling reserves, the uh, home and away doctors, um, home and away physio, home and away technical box, aka water carriers, it says in brackets, two. Home team coaching box, five, visiting team, five, match day doctor, media care lead, one, 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 medical reviewer, um, paramedic, six, that's hectic, other medical professionals, uh, TMO, one, signing commissioner, one, ball team and pool team supervisor, seven, match manager, one. The sighting commissioner, why the fuck does the sighting commissioner need to be there? Like, like, I can sort of see the, the TMO for like, for like live responses but the um, site commissioner what the fuck like why are they even there in the first place that's a waste of money uh, I, I'm I don't know so right. glad you're but there's that. 10 administrators um, 6 commentators <laughs> 10 outside, administrators outside broadcasting van 15 stadium operations 8 big screen appear announcements 10 what is what does the 10th administrator do I, I don't know what about the other 9 so, well, like, similar to the night, no, no, they all like, do fuck all. Like. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I, I can understand. Like, you know, there's, there's admin, like, everyone knows there's, there's always admin, right? But like, I feel like we've all, we've all had to cover for people at the office. Like, you, you can usually get things done with like a lot fewer people than you think you can, right? Like, how have they quantified the amount of work that ten administrators need to do? And they're so confident that nine couldn't do it. Yeah, there's only six, six paramedics and four security guards. Let's say they're having a game. I mean, they won't for a long time. Ellis Park. Four security guards for all of Ellis Park. Ellis Park's cuckoo huge. Well, I, 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 I thought, no, no, but I, I thought this was as in the minimum amount of people. So that's presumably there's no crowd. No, there's no crowd. But yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, but you are guess, right. This is the minimum. So, so you just, just kind of administrate with a crowd sitting in a box. Yeah, drinking mm. all the free booze. I feel like, but I mean, like that's still a ratio of 
of of one security guard for every two point five administrators. Like, what if they get rowdy? <laughs> what, if, what if a fight breaks out in the administration booth and there's only four security guards? Uh, to... some of the administrators just watch the gates as well. There's there's also a big screen in PA announcer too. There's also another one here. Safe return to rugby. Why yeah. do they need a PA announcer in the context there? of the COVID nineteen <laughs> pandemic twenty nine? Uh, Why do they need a big screen? I, I don't know. Oh, for the ref, I suppose. For the ref to yeah. watch GMO. And, and maybe the PA announcer is there for some oh, reason. You could just refer it to the signing commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Straight away. The signing commissioner. That's what you... Uh, actually, Alex, I've got it. I've got it. You cut out the, the big screen operator and you use those 10 administrators, five from each team, to yes. reenact everything in slow mo. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like they don't need a TMO and uh, and a citing commissioner because like you can just cite you can just cite someone on the spot. Well, the TMO, to... but the TMO yeah, but cites someone referred... on the spot. The citing commissioner's for after. Yeah, no, but like you just do, it, do, it all, do it all at the same time. Like in the same in the same moment, you can tell us yes, it was a high tackle, and I'm giving him three weeks. <laughs> like, well, why can't but why oh, can't the ref do that if we have a big screen anyway? Why can't the ref act as the TMO and the sighting commission? It's a high enough resolution. That's why they need the little weird one with the hook on the side of the field. Is it cheaper yeah. to just get him a pair of binoculars? <laughs> yeah, but but imagine like like if you try to run with binoculars, like they bounce around your chest. Can't like we? Take out his eye can't we something. do it like? Can't they do it instead of a big screen, a small screen on the side of the field? Yeah, they just pull him over, uh, football star, to the side of the screen, and he has to just. Review the tape. Did you yeah. do that for a while? I mean, yeah, on Boston Cup. Get those pocket, those pocket binoculars. You can keep them in his pocket. Or you can okay. ask one of the administrators to run on with them like it's kicking team. <laughs> but why, also, also, why do they have water boys and stuff? Why don't they just use a little remote control car like the Sharks used to do? Or why don't they just use the reserve players? Yeah. Well, no, which, like, which, like, like seen okay, okay. Guys, I've got it. Drones, drones, do everything with drones. Yeah. Like a fucking yeah. drones bringing the balls on, and and then yeah. people outside the stadium can be flying these drones. And you just get yeah. constant drone noise. <laughs> and you get people. Ben, remember how people bitched about vuvuzelas at the World Cup? Fuck! Imagine that all those drone noises. So there's not there's not convenient on there. So who's gonna bitch? Well, the people living like within four kilometers of the stadiums. What are they going to do? Anyway. They can't leave home. Yeah, I suppose. Um, they can't go anywhere. Yeah, we'll close that off there and we will move on to uh, our final segment. That is the eighth man, 15. So um, I, I'll just quickly mention the front row and you guys can tell me you're thinking I wasn't really involved in this, so I'd be interested to hear. Uh, can I, I'd love to stay for this, but I'm going to tap out. I've got to go make some, some pasta for dinner. Oh, okay. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So thank, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, no worries. And I'll chat to you all soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess yes. kicking things off, we've got Betty uh, Vitapola at one. Anton Leonard. Jeez, that's a blast from the past. Good choice for hooker, I must say. Also the grey hair. He was like the white wolf. And then Nick Williams at three. Well, didn't they call him the, the silver fox? Close enough. Yeah, I didn't really know. Yeah, uh, Benny, uh, Benny, Billy, our, our logic was that Marco Vinopolo is a prop, so mm. propping is mainly yeah. genetic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Ella Ella Toas, um, who else? Frank. The, the, the Smiths, the Franks. 
So logically, Balik is a prop, essentially. And he's quite chubby. Yeah. Uh, but, he always, but he always breaks his arm, so he should be... Does he'd he always be break so the same arm? He'd be so shit on the He'd be so shit on the Does he always he's break the same arm or different arms? Because does he have, like, one really strong arm? Because we should factor that in. Yeah, if he's got, like, one powerful arm, that's his binding arm. Yeah. Okay, well, we, we'll, we'll think about that. Mm. Uh, Donnie Rousseau 4. A bit cheeky. No, actually, it was mainly a lock. I know he played 8 for South Africa in the 2007 World Cup. But 4. Sergio Paris at 5. I, I like that. It's quite a, in a sense, especially Paris, quite a mobile. Well, I mean, these are all 8th men, but yeah, still. Yeah, I reckon uh, Paris could actually, he could be a fly half as well. Like. Yeah, he could well, be yeah, he's anyway. good gen- yeah, but yeah, he's a general. He is a field general. It, it is prime, 100%. Uh, at Blindside, oh, I hope I got that right. Six, CJ Stunder. Seven, uh, Dwayne Vermeulen. Eight, of course, as people know, we do not pick an actual uh, person in the position of the 11. I like your choice here. Sonny Bill Williams. He could have been an eighth man. You should have put Pierce Peace. But was just a rocket <laughs> specter. So, uh, but I, I like, I think Sonny Bill probably could have played eighth. Even I, if he was a forward at league, so that's, that's a very good choice. Yeah, I, well, I just, he's, he's there very quicker. Huh? Okay. Why did they decide when he came to Union he can play center? Because surely he's big enough to play like flank. Uh, it's the same as what's this, what was that, that other? Uh, oh, the English guy. Brent. Uh, uh, he played for Bath. Burgess, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, where they like, yeah. He played like he's he played his like four months of fucking rugby union for Bath, and then they're like, okay, cool, you're gonna play in the World Cup at center. And he also, you're gonna flank. play center now. Yeah. Even though he played like flank for like four months. I think it's because forwards, I mean, if forwards in league, they don't actually do anything forwardy, you know what I mean? There's no rucking, there's no scrumming. So they're just kind yeah. of slightly bigger ball carriers, they're more crash boardy. So they're just more like a crash ball center. So like apparently, if he league, he'd probably be a forward. But I mean, there's apparently, no... no actual... Apparently in league, though, there is actually pushing in the scrums, but it's just like a gentleman's agreement that no one pushes in the scrums. Oh, that would be great if someone went over with like a proper front row and they just... Actually, yeah, you just came over and you're like, like, what are the fuck these people doing? Just pushing <laughs> in the scrum. Just, just check around. how angry the opposing team gets. Like, but like you give, you're gonna give away when you like roll up there with two props that are actually prop size, and they're like, wait, hang on, something's amiss here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna give it away. Like, <laughs> team, what can they do by that stage? They just have to accept it. Hmm. Yeah, like, wait, three of these guys are actually fat. Wait, calm down. Something's gonna happen here. <laughs> I see. I see. We got Quacker uh, Smith at nine. He has played at eight for the Lions. So that's fair enough. I think he'd probably be better than some other nines. Quacker Smith. Really, the scrum? I think he's arguably a better nine than he, than he is an eight, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that wouldn't be an unfair comment. Zinzan Brook at ten. I completely agree with that. He, that Certified kicking ability because he's kicked a drop goal. This is similar to uh, I want to say Dunning. John Daly, Matt Dunning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Certified. Uh, PSB on the left wing. Uh, understandable. I know he played that high school. Kieran Reed at 12, I'd say in his prime. I wouldn't say Kieran Reed at 2019 World Cup. <laughs> Akira Ioani, I assume this is a fit. Akira Ioani, but he is quite bulky as 13. So um, that's a fair choice. Yeah, he's not the most mobile 13. No. Uh, Hakiva de Amani at 14. Oh, I like your choice of 15. Lawrence Delalio. He was class. I'll say that in much for Lawrence Delalio. He was damn good as well. This, this is quite competitive. Uh, I would ask then, how would these Oaks do against the prop 15? 
No, the Not Prop well. 15 is the ultimate. They would get <laughs> we, we've already confirmed the Prop 15 is the best team. They are going to win. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. We, we, lock... we made a lock, a lock 15 looks pretty good. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, no, look, power. That's, the, the, my comment was, I just want to see the lock 15 running at full pace because fuck it will be majestic. I, to I'm looking at this lock 15. <laughs> I don't know how you stop them. Jesus I'm seeing God. another um, Rugby Challenge 3 draft happening. <laughs> well, not draft, but simulations of games happening. I, I don't know. I don't know like anything about rugby challenge three, except that it's not very good. So I don't know if you can do stuff like that, or if players have to play. In no, they, they they can yeah, because you get a put you do in rugby eight. In rugby eight, if you put someone out of position, they literally couldn't catch a ball. But in rugby challenge, it doesn't really matter. Because yeah, Achiever played, didn't he? No, exactly. So like, you know, Francois Fenter had worse hands than Achiever. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, that the lock versus prop fifteen could happen, and I'm excited to see it. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, fuck. But, but we we got to make room for Colisardi though. Yeah. I think yeah, we he's might have to shuffle it because I don't know how far back I don't know how far back Rabbi Challenge goes. So I think one or two. Yeah. Well, we might actually have to compromise a bit on her. I think our, our lock fifteen looks pretty current. Yeah, our lock fifteen is I think our most current one. Like I think they all on a buckies. And Juan Smith. I mean, if there's not too many. And, Vic, and Victor Matfield. But apart from that, it's all current. Oh, John Eels. Again, you can just we, we, can't, we can't resist certified kicking ability at fly half, eh? No. Once we've seen you do it once, you're good. You're we're like the easiest coach to impress. You've dropped one goal. Yeah, come. And you go. <laughs> come, you, you, you captain now, mate. Like, go. You're kicker. You're, you're, you're the kicker. I know we'll talk about this next week, but I feel like there's a name missing here. And he suddenly... Uh, let's see, is he here? Yeah, Franco Mostat. He's missing. That, that's quite a surprising yeah. omission. He'd be uh, great. Let's drop, let, let's drop Itojo. <laughs> Okay. Done. No. <laughs> Anyone arguing with that? Good. Drop. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Alex considers him a flank. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find well, out he, next week. Flank, to be fair. He would never have played lock in South Africa. Who? Itoja? Yeah. No, yeah, obviously. But I'm sure he hmm. shouldn't even play lock in England. Like, I don't know what they try to do with that. Like, it's because his work rate's not good enough for flank. No, but just tell him to work more. Like he's an athlete. Like he should be able to. All right. I think on that on that note, guys. I think we've we've run out of time. So that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Um, and I know we kind of were gorilla attacked you into getting getting into the pod, but thanks for joining us. As always, yeah, more than a pleasure. Good. Uh, glad glad to join. Yeah, and I'm glad just glad to know that uh, the milkshake I got you hit the spot. Getting those gains. Oh. Ben, thank you very much for joining us as always. No, sure. And uh, Matt. Awesome. Yeah. Matt, thanks, uh, thanks for to being here. Yeah, always good to be around. Are, are you still in Cape Town, by the way? Yeah. Okay, living the life. Good times. Yeah, no, I've, I've yet to go home. <laughs> yeah, at least you're not, uh, in, in a sense, traveling out, outside. Of the province, um, yeah. Alex. Obviously, he left earlier, so Alex, thanks for getting here. We will be back next week, as noted. I won't be participating in next week's pod, most likely. Um, so, yeah, it will be here. We will make a plan. So, and are you busy at the end of next week? <laughs> will you be home? <laughs> I guess that's the question. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We will be back next week.